1: During 36 days of protest, the Richmond Police Department spent nearly 2 million dollars. That's according to a public records request filed by VPM. As Ben Pavier reports, the total cost for regional law enforcement agencies is higher.
0: The costs from Richmond include 1.6 million dollars in overtime through July 3rd. The Richmond Police Department spent another 200,000 dollars on equipment and supplies. They got early support from Henrico County Police, who worked five protests at a total cost of nearly 70,000 dollars. Police departments in Henrico, Richmond, and Chesterfield all split the costs for the surveillance plane. Residents have heard buzzing overhead during the demonstrations. Henrico County spent about $4,000 for its share of fueling and staffing the plane during the protests. There's still a lot we don't know. State police have provided key support during the protests, but they told VPM they haven't separated out the costs they've incurred. Ben Pavier,
1: VPM News. In a leaked video, Richmond Mayor Lavar Stoney told police officers he saw nothing criminal about an officer who drove a police vehicle through a group of protesters. As Whitney Evans reports, Stoney made those comments as an investigation into that officer's actions were still underway. The video was originally posted on social media by a Virginia Beach attorney. Stoney responded to questions about his statements in the video during a press conference on Wednesday.
0: The footage I saw, uh, as I stated then, was no criminality. However, I recognize that it is the Commonwealth's attorney's role to determine what is criminal.
1: Activists on Twitter condemned the officer's actions as intentional, while the department maintains the officer was responding to attacks from protesters. Richmond Commonwealth's attorney Colette McEachin's investigation into the incident is still ongoing. RPD did not respond to VPM's inquiry about the number of investigations that are being conducted. Whitney Evans, VPM News. It's unclear how many times Richmond police officers used force against citizens during protests over the last six weeks. The department's latest use of force report expressly excludes any incidents that occurred during the protests. The number of internal investigations into allegations of officer misconduct is also unclear. That data is posted only through 2016. Police Chief Gerald Smith told reporters this week that information about how many officers have been disciplined or suspended for actions during the protest will be made available after he hires an outside firm to investigate.
0: What took place? A lot took place. Do we know it all? No, but that review should bring everything and give us a bigger picture of what took place.
1: Police data show 11 citizens lodged complaints against the department during the month of June. When courts reopened across Virginia, a wave of evictions flooded through them and advocates have raised concerns about the possibility of some being unlawful. As Yasmeen Juma reports, state lawmakers are working on ways to keep people in their homes.
0: Following concerns about a lack of uniformity in the way Virginia courts are interpreting state and federal tenant protections, Attorney General Mark Herring released a report explaining all available measures. This came at the request of Newport News Delegate Marcia Price.
1: There are a lot of ways in which the systems are not set up to help the person navigating the systems, and we've got to break that.
0: Price says renters and homeowners could use the report to better understand their rights. These include a new state law she sponsored, giving renters a 60-day grace period to catch up on their missed rent before having to face eviction proceedings. Qualifying Virginians have up to three months after the current state of emergency to request a 60-day delay from the courts. Yasmin Juma, VPM News.
1: The federal government is providing $10 billion in emergency grant funding for small business owners across the country. Some Chesterfield County businesses have already been approved for the grants, up to $10,000 each. Ian Stewart reports.
0: Curtis Stanstill had high hopes for his food service business this year. He's the president of Curtmont Global Services, and one of his contracts is to feed the fans at River City Sportsplex, the county's multi-sports complex that hosts regional and national amateur sporting events. This year, we were scheduled to have a phenomenal year. I mean, we had events booked from February all the way to the end of December. Last year, River City brought in over half a million dollars in sales revenue, according to officials. Stanstill says on good weekends, he'd see over 10,000 people, but then the coronavirus pandemic forced him to shut down. We've probably lost close to just under $100,000, probably around $100,000. Easy. Stancil had to lay off half of his workforce. To help his business stay afloat, he applied for and got approved for the grant money. He's still waiting for the funds, but when he gets them, he plans to rehire the rest of his staff and add a new side venture, one that will do deep cleaning of facilities in places like River City. Ian Stewart, VPM News.
1: The Virginia Safety and Health Codes Board approved emergency temporary rules yesterday that will strengthen protections for workers amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Alan rodriguez espinosa has details.
0: The new rules are recommended by Governor Ralph Northam. They include a provision that says businesses can follow CDC recommendations only if they are the same or stricter than the state's requirements. Advocates had been pushing for this provision. During a press conference Monday, Debbie Berkowitz with the National Employment Law Project explained that CDC guidelines weren't enough to keep essential workers safe. Nowhere is this more evident than in Virginia's poultry industry, where over 1,000 are sick. And 10 are dead. The rules go into effect as soon as they're published in a city newspaper, which is expected around the end of July. Employees will have to wear face coverings if they can't practice social distancing, and employers must provide face coverings free of charge. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Richmond's
1: Public School Board voted in favor of a fully virtual fall opening. Board members like Dawn Page expressed concerns about the district's ability to prevent a COVID 19 outbreak should schools resume in person instruction. We all want our children back in school, but we want them to be safe. And we want our faculty and our staff and families to be safe as well. The vote came after an overwhelming number of public comments from parents and teachers who also expressed support for the fully virtual option. School will resume live online instruction after Labor Day on September 8th. The Hanover County School Board voted 4-3 to three in favor of renaming Lee Davis High School and Stonewall Jackson Middle School. Robert Barnett, chair of the Hanover County NAACP, called the decision long overdue and the right choice in a statement. The group has been heavily involved with efforts to change the names, including a 2018 lawsuit against the school district, which is currently under appeal. The school board did not lay out a time frame for the name change process. Board members also voted for a return to in-person schooling for at least some students in the fall. Families will have the option of choosing either in-person or online instruction. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. Find all of VPM's stories online at vpm.org slash news.
0: VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.